Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is the cold and flu season and COVID and RSV season. There are so many different kinds of bugs and viruses that can fill our homes and offices at any time. And cases are rising in just about all of them. But we just finished a time with our friends and our families in very close quarters over the holidays. And that can only make things worse. There are ways to protect yourself beyond washing your hands all of the time. You can make sure your environment is cleaner. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Brent Incero. He is the Chief Global Education Officer for ISSA, the International Sanitary Supply Association. They're cleaning experts, and Brent is in the KRLD Zoom room. Brent, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. How many of these viruses, like cold and flu and RSV and COVID, how much? How many of those could be prevented by just keeping our things clean? You know, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I, I'd like to boil this down to, to two things. Number one, clean surfaces. And number two, which may be more important, clean air. Uh, ultimately speaking, uh, we want to keep our surfaces clean. We want to get rid of any of the the soils that the bacteria can feed off of. But the reality is the vast majority of sickness is airborne. Uh, so we wanna make sure we have the, the, most, um, the most amount of clean air coming from the outside in, uh, which ultimately will help us eliminate some of the sickness. Where do you clean the air? How much of that has to do with factors that are beyond your control? Yeah, it depends if you're in the home or, or the office, right? In, in the office, we want to make sure there's there's new regulations since COVID. Um, one of the things is making sure the filtration systems are up to date with a MERV 13 or higher. Uh, but a lot of people now are bringing in mobile air purification or air scrubber systems and indoor air quality monitoring systems that can track um, things such as, you know, COVID or the flu or just general uh, VOCs and, and ultimately being aware of that. Uh, will help us control what we need to actually clean. Did we learn any lessons that we still maintain to this day because of what we learned during COVID? I always go back to, and I, I hate to go back to such a bad situation, but if you remember back when September 11th hit, um, you know, the, the airports put in TSA and all these security protocols, but yet it's a thing that's forgotten by, by many travelers. And the same thing since the pandemic you know, we started wearing masks, we were wearing gloves, we were washing our hands, uh, and we were socially distanced. Uh, but it seems like all of that has, has been lost. Uh, and I can tell you from, from personal experience this holiday season, we try to keep a safe distance from people, even though we we're inside because the cold and flu was running rampant up. In, and I live in New York, by the way, so it was, it was really bad up in this area. Yeah, COVID is, has not disappeared from our lives as well. In fact, cases continue to rise, especially with the latest variant as well. You know, it, it really is. And, and at, again, at the end of the day, um, my biggest recommendation for everybody is make sure surfaces are clean and disinfected and that you're staying a safe distance. If you hear somebody sneezing or coughing, 
Uh, you may want to move a little bit further away. Um, the, the same things that we learned during the pandemic about, you know, how long things can remain on a surface, th that hasn't changed. And, and here's a good example of this. And, and when we go out to eat, we're always paying attention or even in our own kitchen in our home. I mean, salmonella could stay on a surface anywhere from seven days to seven months if it's not cleaned and dis disinfected properly. So if we're constantly thinking about these things and being self-aware, uh, I, I think ultimately that's the first step. Let's talk about places where we will have to, say, share office equipment at desks, for yeah. example. What are some safe ways to clean computer keyboards, computer screens? What should we be uh, using and not using on those services? I am a big advocate for technology. Um, and I know sometimes we don't have the personal ability to, 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 to get a, an electrostatic sprayer as an example, but they really do work. Um, a lot of people still use just the old-fastened disinfectant wipes, you know, the Clorox, the Lysol wipes. Um, but those tend to have strong VOCs, volatile organic compounds. And with those, those compounds ultimately uh, can hurt our lungs. They're bad for our health. So you want to try to find a safe chemical that's uh, quote-unquote green, uh, things that are less harmful to you. Uh, but again, electrostatic sprayers, I could walk into my office here behind me and in a matter of seconds completely disinfect all surfaces uh, that are not touching another surface. What about th for the electronics themselves? What is safe for electronics and what's not? Yeah, I, I would say honestly safe is spraying a cleaner disinfectant into a microfiber cloth, wiping the electronics. Um, you still need some sort of a disinfectant uh, to ha that has a kill claim uh, against the bacteria or the virus. Um, but you never want to oversaturate the electronics directly with a chemical. So you spray into the rag first, and then wipe that surface. But here's something that people forget. They forget to fold the microfiber into eight sections. So you have eight sides and you're not cross-contaminating that way. So when you move from electronic or device to a device, switch, switch the sides around and you're not gonna bring bringing those soils and, and bacteria to the other surfaces. And then you would need to wash that microfiber cloth in some ways every time you use it. Correct. Correct. Yes. You always want to make sure that you're washing them correctly. You do not want to use a high heat uh, that will melt the fibers and you never want to use a fabric softener uh, that will actually clog the fibers inside the microfiber and it'll become less effective. Uh, so, you know, cool the room temperature water and nothing with any sort of a scent in the laundry detergent. Let's talk about other common areas in the office. For example, the community kitchen or the coffee makers, what should people be doing to protect themselves in those common areas? Yeah, the, the best thing you can do is, uh, this is what I do anyway, I will go into the office in the morning before people are there and I will definitely clean and disinfect those surfaces before I use them, whether it's with a disinfecting wipe or a cleaner disinfectant. Um, high touch points are what you're referring to, those coffee makers, copy machines, light switches, uh, anything that's touched frequently, you want to make sure you're cleaning and disinfecting even more. Uh, but studies have been showing lately that this is it's a crazy statistic that toilet seats are actually cleaner than some of the counters that we're eating off of in the workplace. So when you start to think about it, um, people tend to forget about the areas. We're so hyper-focused on the restrooms as an example, but we forget about the sink handles or the countertops, the coffee makers, the microwaves. Um, but again, for me, I will clean them and disinfect them before use and after usage. Uh, it's, it's really important. What about getting into the office itself through stairs or escalators or elevators? Again, limit what you're touching. Um, and, and, and not only that, but you want to limit touching your face. 
you know, think about that. You're, a lot of people have a tendency to constantly touch their face, their mouth, their eyes. Um, and that's where you're bringing that bacteria into your body. So you want to try to avoid that. Again, frequent hand washing is always a, a good idea. And as a backup plan, if you can't do that, hand sanitizers are, are a healthy option as a, as a secondary option. Brant, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.